expectation. Expectation draws you. Expectation draws you to the source. Expectation draws you to the source. I'm on mute. I'm not now. Okay, there we go. Okay, expectation, the nugget, expectation draws you to the course. Or to the source, pardon me. Figure the last day wouldn't make a mistake. Expectation draws you to the source of miracles. Think about it. Got to have some expectation this coming year. Amen. Father, we praise you. We look to your word. We thank you, Lord, that our eyes of our understanding may be open, Father God, that we may see clearly, Father God, what is set before us, Father God. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, for the blessed new year that we are entering into. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we are again, right? The last day, the last hours of this year. And pretty soon we're going to bid goodbye to 2017 and welcome in the year 2018. Amen? For some, there's a great sigh of relief that 2017 is <laughs> over. Man, I have to go through this again. For others, there's great expectations because... 2017 was great, and they're looking to continue to ride it on into 2018. Uh, no matter where you are, it's wise to do as Paul said. So, or he urges us, so let's go to the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians. Chapter 3. This is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse, beginning with verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. We need to reach for those things that are before us in 2018. Amen. Verse 14, I press forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So he, he says, forget those things this, this past year and look forward to the things Amen. this coming year. You got to have some goals, visions, dreams set before you. <clears throat> Might as well give you the, the big secret that's coming out soon. We get to fast next year. <laughs> it won't be the first week, it won't be the second week. I'm, I believe we'll, we'll put it on the third week this way, because, you know, the first week you got all that turkey and all that other stuff goodies, the apple pie, the pumpkin pie, and all those desserts, the cookies. We want to get that out of our system for a while, so we're going to give us two weeks at least, and possibly the third week we'll go on the fast. By then you'll know exactly what you want for the new year, and you can pray for it and fast about it. So look forward to the third week. I believe we'll put it in January. Okay. So, look forward to it. Some of us start cutting back on the sweets, the coffee, the, uh, caffeine, right? Get set. We've got to get our bodies in order. Start drinking all the water you can. 
purge yourself. <laughs> Amen? So, with this coming year, let's go turn to all the way back to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30. That's Deuteronomy chapter 30. This coming year, God expects us to live up to what we already know. In this coming year, God expects us to live up to what we already know. And I hope you know something. Are we committed to live as uh, we have been called to do? Are we committed? Have you been committed this past year? Well, we're going to be committed this coming year. Amen? In Deuteronomy chapter 30, we want to look at verses 19 and 20. The end of Deuteronomy 30. Verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life that thou both and thy seed may live. So he's saying, choose life. Choose the word of God. It's life. Quit. Let's quit pick, picking up the old dead man and let's choose life. That thou, verse 20, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers in other words you say well you know Abraham Isaac and Jacob our fathers our forefathers came to this country and there's blessings in this country we need to follow through on what uh, he's called us to do we need to commit to the things that God's called us to do this year or this coming year, I should say. So that means we're going to have to do something for this coming year. We're going to have to reset and reboot. Okay? So if you're needing a title this morning, reset and reboot. Throw the garbage out. And put the good stuff in. Amen? Amen? To reset and reboot means that we need a choice. We have a choice. We have choices to make. And the choices come down to an attitude. What's your attitude for the up and coming year? Your attitude can make you or break you. Your attitude can heal you or hurt you. Your attitude can make you friends or make you enemies. Think about this. Your attitude can make you happy or miserable. Your attitude for this coming year can make you successful or a failure. We have to have a choice here. And we all have attitudes. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, and sometimes they're plain nasty. Boy, none of, none of you have nasty attitudes. I think, well, at least I know I display mine once in a while. Get out of the way! That's my parking space. What's the matter with you? Yell at the person behind you? Oh, last night was a good one, too. You know how foggy it was last night? I went to pick up the boys because the boys have a play day with some other puppies and went to get them at night. And it was heavy fog. I don't know if anybody was out last night, but it was heavy fog. And I'm driving home. And the speed limit is 40 on Lakeview there. And you can't hardly see 40 feet ahead. So I'm you know, just creeping along about 35, maybe 30. And this, somebody comes behind me. I mean, just, just like this. It's a dog to me. So I had to speed up a little bit. So I passed my, my street. I had to drove all the way down to Spencer's and turn in that big parking lot and come back out. 
man. So I, nobody got behind me this time, so I drove nice in front of my street. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I could have been real nasty last night. Uh, I could have slammed on my brakes and got a new paint job or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want anybody to come out. Okay. God expects us to demonstrate love for others. So let's turn to the book of Ephesians. Let's see what he says here. Ephesians chapter 5. These are attitudes that we need to bring forth, um, remove the rust if we have rust on them. Um, Ephesians chapter 5. And if in Ephesians chapter 5, we will go to verse 25. We'll begin with verse 25. Ephesians 5, verse 25. Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present himself a glorious, a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Wow. We should not have any blemishes. So ought men love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bone. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular, love his wife as himself and the wife, see that she reverence her husband. So we need to love. I mean, we're just, it's talking about husband-wife relationship. We need to have a relationship with all individuals to love. We should owe nothing to anyone but love. All right? Now let's turn to the book of Luke. And we want to go to the sixth chapter. These are just things that we need to uh, you know, refresh ourselves as we go into 2018. That's Luke chapter 6. And we will begin with verse 37. That's Luke 6, verse 37. Or beginning with verse 37. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again. So let's not judge anybody. Let's give them the courtesy of not being judging them. Because I don't think, some of us don't want like to be judged. I don't like to be judged, but uh, I know that I'm judged by many because I judge people. Some of you are not catching on. I think we all have judged some people. And with that same judgment, it says it's going to come back on to us. What? Press down. Running over. So if you're going to do any judging, make it on the right side. Give it always give it on the favorable side when you judge somebody. So you'll have favor coming back to you. Amen? Amen. Think about that. So we, God expects us to forgive others. God expects us to love others. Glory to God. Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 5 this time. In Matthew, chapter 5. Well... That's Matthew chapter 5. We are looking at verse 47 and 48, the end of the chapter. And if ye salute your brethren only, that ye may do what ye do more for others than for the publicans. Be therefore perfect as your Father which is in heaven perfect. We need to be perfect. Share. Measure. Have that good measure for, uh, to others. 
Let them see you in a perfect light. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's now go to the book of John chapter 14. That's John chapter 14. This is what God also expects of us. John chapter 14, beginning with verse 15. If he love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may be able to abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because he sees him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you, and he shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet in a little while, and the world sees me no more, but ye shall see me, because I live, and ye shall live. At that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye are in me, and I in you. In other words, God expects us to walk with him. Wow. God expects us to walk with him. Do what he calls us to do. We need to be obedient to what he says. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's go all the way back to the book of Proverbs. Use your final workout this year in the Bible. <clears throat> That's Proverbs. And we want to find the 15th chapter of Proverbs. Now, we, we just looked at four verses. And in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, it says, Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in a multiple of counselors, they are established. In other words, without counsel, plans go wrong. But with many advisors, you will succeed. So you find, find something in God's word and you, you're getting proper counsel for this coming year. And it says you will succeed. If you follow through on what, we, what we've already spoken on, we follow God's counsel just in these four, well, we just said four, five, six, six scriptures, you will be successful this coming year. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, it says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. 2018 is, is going to be smooth sailing because you commit yourselves to the Lord. And your plans will be established. Will be. Some of you are saying, wow, how's that going to happen? Well, you've got to follow through on what, what we've looked at already. Place these in, in order for the coming year. Remember, we are what? Why well, I say this, this, this sermon's called? Reset and reboot. Reset and reboot. We're, we're setting this thing up for doing it right. You had things going right last year, but kind of, some of us kind of let things go. We let some garbage in and we didn't get rid of it. So we're going to get rid of the garbage. We're going to reset ourselves for the new year. It's a new year. It's a new time. Amen. So now we can dance, sing, and shout. You know, stay up tonight. Bring in the new year, shouting with glory. Say, so, wow. Yeah. Make some noise. It's a new year. All things are new. Just like it when you got born again. All things are new. New year, all things become new. Now, that's something to shout about. The things that went right is going to carry through into next year and you're going to add up more into it. Oh, glory to God. I hope you do. So, <clears throat> going back to uh, rebooting, we talked about attitude. How important is your attitude? Your attitude reveals 
the real you. Uh-oh. It's more important than facts and circumstances. What people say about you, your past, your education, or your money, your attitudes, it's more important than all those things. We have to understand that your attitude is much deeper than just a few thoughts, what you think. Your attitude comes out of the, your core being. Uh-oh. Your attitude represents your disposition, your outlook, your very character. So let's look at our attitude a little bit this morning. We need to reboot here and get things right. Since we are in Proverbs, let's go to Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs chapter 23. Thank you. Verse 7, it says, Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. For a man, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Watch this. What's happening? What's in, what's in this bottle? It's a container. Uh, your attitude is what's in you. And when you get in a bad attitude, it starts to show. It just, right, it, you, you can't stop it. I mean, it's almost like road rage. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're throwing it all over. That's what our attitude is like. People see it. People recognize it, but it's, you know, it's, it's contained in us. We got to learn to control this thing. Get rid of it, in fact. A bad attitude we need to get rid of. All right. Ready to go home? Celebrate? <laughs> See, the wife is always saying, you get <laughs> when, she, when she's not here, <laughs> you get special liberties. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's go to the book of Matthew. Oh, I've got this, got this raindrops all over here. I wonder how that happened. I've got to check the roof. That's, go to the book of Matthew. So... In Matthew chapter 15, let's see where our attitude runs here. In Matthew chapter 15, looking at verse 17, beginning with verse 17, it goes down to verse 20. <clears throat> Do ye not understand that whatsoever enters the mouth goes into the belly and is cast out in the drop. But those things which proceedeth out of thy mouth comes forth from the heart and defiles a man. So your attitude is a heart thing. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornifications, thefts, uh, false witness, and blasphemy. These are things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defiles not a man. In other words, what is in us? Let's, so we need to, Paul told us in Philippians there, we need to have pure things going into us so that when things arise, bad things won't erupt. How many remember, uh, I, think, I think we're, well, some of us, in my day, I'll put it this, in my day, they had a little box for kids. And it had a little crank on it. You know what it was called? Jack in a box. And, and you start cranking it. Dun, 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 dun. You start cranking it, and what happened? It popped up. But sometimes it didn't pop up with the music. I mean, sometimes it popped up, and it just kind of, I mean, when you do it with a, with a baby, and they want, all of a sudden pop up, they'll either, ah, or they start laughing. Well, that's our attitude. Sometimes when we get into position that irritates us, that attitude just shows up. 
Nobody out there knows anything about this. Okay. When least expected, our attitude pops out and causes others either to like us or dislike us. Okay. Attitude is much louder than words that we speak. It comes from the inside. Um, The negative, critical side will spill out in destructive words and deeds. So we've got to watch ourselves. Um, Your attitude determines your success and failure in every relationship in your life. Okay, let's look at somebody's attitude. There's a number of attitudes, but let's go to the book. Oh, you're going to be reading it this year, I hope. This coming year, I said, I should say. So turn with me to the book of Numbers. We're going to see the book of Numbers and chapter 12. We're going to see somebody that has an attitude. And Miriam, verse 1. And Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Here's a bad attitude. I don't like your wife. Your wife doesn't cook the right things when I come over to dinner. Your wife doesn't take care of the kids. She's spawning the kids over on me. An attitude problem. And if you read the rest of that chapter... Miriam is the one that, that got Aaron into trouble because she started talking to Aaron and he got a bad taste in his mouth and he said, yeah, you're right, Miriam. He's, he's our younger brother and he shouldn't do it. He ought to respect us. What's the matter with that guy? Hello. Wrong attitude. Bad attitude. You can never... Trust a person or people with bad attitudes because they will do things that you never thought they can do. You think Moses thought about his brother and sister as, as coming down against him? And, you know, all the rest of the children, look, the children of Israel are real bad. They're bad mouthing me. And Miriam says, Yeah, they're bad mouthing you. Nah, 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 nah. And when he turns his back, she does the same thing against him. Attitude. Need to change her attitude. Her attitude stemmed from jealousy of Moses' position, more likely. And this caused problems. There was another person, Korah. Remember Korah and his little band? Well, who made you in charge of this tribe we're going out out of Egypt? We're in the desert. We're priests too. We, we can do what we need to do. Moses says, okay. You go out there and just swing your little sensor and see what happens. Attitude, bad attitude. God doesn't like bad attitudes. And maybe some of us let our bad attitudes this past year arise to some occasions. Learn to quell that thing. Uh, David said, put a Let me bite my lip. Let me close my eyes so I don't see evil. We need to do the same. So attitude. Let me see how I put this. Attitude is our own sour, sick, bad attitude coming forth. Of course, we know that attitudes are a choice. You go back to the book of Genesis. You remember a young man named that had a coat of many colors? Who is? Joseph. His brothers had a bad attitude towards him. Here he comes, the dreamer. And what did they do to Joseph? Threw him in a pit and sold him. And what was... Joseph's attitude. He did, wherever he ended up, he did his best for the people that were in charge. 
He had a good attitude. So who's ever in charge of you may have a bad attitude or bad, but you can change them that you find fa they find favor within you. So for those of you that work for terrible bo bosses, do, do your job perfectly, correctly, and they're going to find favor with you. They can't, they're not going to be able to find anything bad about you. So wait, I'm going to try to get them to do this. No. If you're doing the job right, they're going to say, they're just going to praise you. You do a good job, even though you know, you're not getting paid as much as you should be, or uh, somebody else got uh, promoted before you. I see you're doing a good job. Your, your, your promotion is coming. Hold the correct attitude. That's what Joseph did in every, every case. Potiphar's house, he did, did things well. And then, then uh, Potiphar's wife got mad at him and told her husband that uh, a big lie. And so Potiphar threw Joseph into the king's dungeon or jail. And I can imagine what Joseph was saying. What did I do this time? Well, I better do, find out who's in charge here and do what he says. You start doing what he says and says, oh, go clean up that and clean up that. And he said, you're doing a good job. Why don't you take a couple guys and you supervise over them. And they did it. And he says, you're doing a great job. Why don't you just supervise the whole thing here and I'll take a lunch break. The jailer just had to put everything in, in Joseph's hand. Because he had a good attitude. Same thing when Joseph comes in front of the, the Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, you've done, you, you have, you've, you're smart. I'm going to put you in charge and not just of the grain, collecting grain. I'm going to let you be in charge of the whole country just under me. Just my name's going to be above you. Otherwise, you could have, you running the whole thing. Wow. Because he had the right attitude. If we have the right attitude, all, favor will always follow us. Amen. Amen. You remember a couple other guys that uh, had good attitudes in a bad situation? New Testament. They were thrown in jail. In the bottom of the jail, their name what? Their names were Paul and Cyrus. Who was that, Laurel? <laughs> yeah, if you read the accounts of the jails and those things, when they were thrown at the bottom, the bottom of the dungeon. That's where everybody's secretion went down to. They were chained down. They couldn't get out of that place. They were chained. I tell you what, when I get out of here, I'm going to strangle you after I take a bath. No, what was, their, what was their outcome down there? And at midnight, said, so we can't get out of here. And at midnight, they had an attitude. Nothing's impossible unto God. Glory to God. The chains broke off. The feathers broke off. And the jailer was going to kill himself. He says, no, no, don't do that. And they got favor with the, with the jailer at that point. Whatever, this, whatever bad situation you might be in, have a change of attitude. Look to the good. Look to God. He's going to change it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You have to focus on the positive. The positive is God and his word. Well, the devil's got me in a corner. Resist the devil, and he'll what? Flee. That means you're, you're no longer in the corner. Oh, 
Glory to God. You can't choose what will happen to you. You can't choose what will happen to you, but you can choose the attitude in response to what happened to you. You can change your attitude. Amen? In 2018, we need to start speaking God's positive words. Maybe we've kind of drifted away from that. But let's reaffirm. Let's reboot. Let's reset. We must learn to speak positive words. Negative words and comments have flown from our lips quite easily. We need to cut it off. Bite your lip, as they say. We need to create an atmosphere, or you need to create an atmosphere into which you live by your words. If your words are good, your atm- the atmosphere around you will be good. Our task for this coming year, at least for me, I don't know about the rest of you, is to eliminate negative thoughts and words. If you can eliminate the negative this coming year, you'll be much more ahead of yourselves than you are this year, have been this year. Always look for good and you will find it. Always look for bad and you'll find it. Look for the good. People will tend to find what they are looking for. I can't see anything good coming out of this. Well, look what you're looking for. We're half empty. No, you're half full. Look for the positive side. Get filled up. Our attitude must be a matter of focus. Choosing the positive. Have a good attitude. Choose the positive. Take charge of your thoughts. Go back to, let's go back to the book of Philippians. Chapter 4, this time, that's the book of Philippians, chapter 4. Look at this, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving... Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. From the Amplified it reads, Do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And the God of peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That means there's a contentment. That means there's a positive attitude. Amen. Glory to God. Don't fix your mind, oh, pardon me, don't let your mind wander all over the place. Don't let your mind wander all over the place. Take control of it. How many ever been reading the Bible and all of a sudden you hear a noise you look up and then you wonder what that is. Your mind just wandered. Okay? We need to have a filter over our minds. That's the word of God. Keep the garbage out. Take no thought. Just receive God's word. And we need to feed our minds. What are we feeding your mind? Or what are you feeding your mind this morning or this last year? The greatest source of good thoughts come from God's word. 
since we're there in the New Testament in Philippians 4, look at verse 19. It's Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. All your needs. What's your need? A good attitude. He'll supply, help you with a good attitude. I mean, apply some of these things. Isn't that just saying, well, it's only, uh, you know, material things? Lord, I want to have a good mind. Supply me with it. Hebrews 13. Let's go to Hebrews 13. In Hebrews 13, glory to God. Verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. That's Hebrews 13, 6. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do to me. Glory to God. The Lord's my helper. That's something good, good thoughts. Revert back to Ephesians chapter 3. This time we go to Ephesians chapter 3. Beginning with verse 19. It's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, beginning with verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. There's power that works in us. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask. Glory to God. How about going to the Old Testament and let's look at this one. In the book of Isaiah chapter 41. In Isaiah chapter 41. This is what we need to feed our mind on. Things like this. These, these scriptures. Isaiah 41. Verse 10. This is what God's saying. He, he's saying this to you for 2018. Isaiah chapter 41, looking at verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. He's holding us up. We need to work out. Never surrender to negative thoughts. Never surrender to negative thoughts, only to the positive. Replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts every time. Let's go back to the book of Hebrews and see what Hebrews says one more time. That's Hebrews chapter 5 this time. Okay. Hebrews 5, verse 7. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong cryings and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. In other words, glory to God. He relied upon God. And Hebrews, go back one chapter, chapter 14, and looking at verse 15. For we have... For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. We have him to fall back on. We know that he's victorious and he's going to help us through. God is going to help you through. So what do we need to do this coming year? To reboot? One... Study the word. Two. Spend time in prayer, meditation, and worship. We need to spend time. Equal time. 
And all three of those, oh, we can say all four with the word. The next thing we need to do is trust God. Some of us say, I don't know. You know, I asked God for that and it didn't happen. Well, it wasn't, wasn't possibly the proper time. We need to trust God. Whatever he says in his word, it's going to come to pass. Not one of his words will go void, but it will accomplish that which he sent it. So we need to trust God. Then we need to be obedient. We need to be obedient to what he tells us to do. The willing and obedient shall eat the good of the land. The next thing we need to do, this is something you you need to do, you can say, uh, late at night or first thing in the morning, observe what Christ has done in your life that day. If it's at night, think about what God did what the Lord did for you this day. At the end of the day, think, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I had three square meals. They were good meals. I had a good day at work. I didn't have anybody challenging me. Any problems that came up, you gave me the the solutions for it. I was able to help somebody. I was a blessing to somebody. I got to pray with them. I got to lay my hands on them. They were sick. They recovered. I mean, you got to start thinking about what, what the Lord has did through you that day. You say, well, I didn't get to do any of those things. Well, did you thank you, Lord, that I got to read your word and I got inspiration. I got a greater understanding. You developed me in, in, a, in a way that I never saw before. God always does something for you each and every day. We need to thank him every day for that, okay? Then always make the Lord your top priority for the day. Don't put him down at the bottom of the list. Unfortunately, some of us put him at the bottom of the list. I'll see you tonight, Lord. I'm busy. The alarm didn't go off. I'm late for work. Everything just piled up. I'll see you tonight and I'll talk to you tonight about it. No. He's the number one priority. Let's put him number one in our lives. So that'll, though, just those few things right there will bring you success in 2018. Be success, let 2018 be a successful year as you apply God's covenant blessings into your life. Every time you do something that's, that's under the covenant, you thank God for it. Write it out. Thank you, Lord. This is a covenant blessing. I followed through on what you said. That's a covenant blessing. And when you do something that, he's, that he made a covenant with you, he blesses you for it. He says, tithes and offerings. I'll open up the windows of heaven that only a few drops of raindrops will No, he says, you open the windows, it'll be a downpour on you. Know that when you open up a covenant of blessing, there's a downpour that's waiting, awaiting you. How much of the anointing you want this coming year? The covenant blessings is a direct hit. You're in his target when you go into covenant blessings. Because he, want, he opens the windows. My cup runneth over in the presence of my friends. Friends in it. Hey, your cup's going to run over in 2018 as we use the covenant blessings. Stick to his word. Glory to God. Amen. Well, I told you to get out sometime early. Somewhat early. Amen. 
Now this is, this is the blessing that was, uh, this is the covenant blessing that was given to the children of Israel. And uh, you say, well, not a child of uh, Israelite. He says, a true, Paul says, a true Israelite is one who's been circumcised in the heart. You, you've been born again. So I can read this over you. Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. That is what 2018 is set before you. Hey, that's, that's something you need to highlight and just run with. Again, get ready for the third week in January. Get your dreams, visions, and goals out before you. Amen. Amen. Because you're going to be able to fast and pray about them. So we have something special. Listen up. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. There you have it. You have to make plans to succeed. Without plans, you fail. So prepare for next year. I know you're going to do well. Let's all stand. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word, Father God. And through that word, Father God, we can succeed. Father God, we welcome the new year in. Because you have set before us, Father God, life and life more abundantly. You've set your anointing upon each and every one of us to do the job that you've called us to do. And I thank you, Lord, that we abound, Father God, with favor, not only with you, but with men. And I thank you, Lord, that we can take the good news of the gospel, Father God, and share it with those that are in need. Now, Lord, as we go our separate ways, we thank you, Lord, that great and mighty things begin to transpire, Father God. And for those of us that are traveling, Father God, thank you, Lord. Traveling mercies, Father God, be with them to and fro, Father God. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.